Welcome to the Quantum Leap Your Business in Life podcast. My name is Bethany London, and I am an energetic VC supporting CEOs and entrepreneurs in multiplying revenues and opportunities of their business through intuitive guidance and energetic healing. I am obsessed with finding and releasing blocks so that you can start receiving the guidance and opportunities that will be bringing you quantum leaps with ease. If you are looking to upgrade your business, life, spirituality, or need a perspective shift to flow, you've come to the right place. Leave it to me to pull out the juicy stories, quantum leap hacks, and how our inspiring guests have tackled obstacles and gotten into the flow to reach new heights of success. My intention is to bring clarity and massive awareness that infinite possibilities are everywhere. Your next moment could be a miraculous one. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Let's uncover their strategies, have fun, and see how we can quantum leap together. All right. Welcome to Quantum Leap. We have Adam Matthew Weiss with us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So I met Adam in the Hamptons at Sunset Beach, and he just had this vibe of knowing everybody, and I I make shit happen. I get things done, and I knew from that expansive energy that this guy has definitely quantum leap a few times in his life. So I'm like, let's have you on. He runs a PR firm. And I think a few other things you want to share what you, where you're at in your life now, and then we'll backtrack. We, uh, you know, I run a strategic communications company and, you know, I'm a uh, magazine publisher too. The communications company is, we, you know, we specialize in getting people in high place, you know, me, uh, media publications or t- TV segments, what we like to call in our business, we call media hits. So, we take someone who's, let's say he's been an expert his whole life and whether it's a doctor in plastic surgery or a expert who's in financial markets, they might've been the best in their league in certain areas or where they live, but they've never been a media brand. So we take them from scratch. It's like put them in a baking pot. Like we're gonna start baking this, even though the ingredients are there, but we put it all together and it comes out and, we turn them into uh, the expert that they want to be in uh, the, the media landscape, the, the whole media landscape. So an important, very integral and important part of marketing themselves, probably the most important part is public relations because they can somehow get themselves, and we've done this numerous times, get someone a great TV segment and overnight, you know, they can get themselves new business, they can get themselves a, an advisory role, they can have people see them and then, you know, then they're sought after as a speaker. So kind of that's what, when people hear the word public relations, what does it really stand for? Bringing a client, bringing a, that expert into the public, into the public yeah. domain. Because before that, they're just XY business person, XY entrepreneur, XY. So that's just Bethany of- London over here doing yeah. her thing. Right. <laughs> Bethany's doing your thing. You're creating your own media brand by creating your own podcast. You took it upon yourself to become a 
a media brand for yourself. That's wonderful to do that. A huge part of this also is relationships. So I think that's probably why I was picking up on the fact that you were so good with people. Before I start, because before I started, I've been in communications 15 years. I ran a, I was in the real estate business approximately eight years. Before that, I was in the car business of learning the car. So I sold cars. I, I was a finance manager. And probably that was my greatest gift of learning people. Because when I was in the finance business, you'd start to see 30 people a day. The names are different. The hair is different. The outfits are different. But the kind of the per, you start to learn the personalities. Murphy might be the same as O'Brien, but that different people but you kind of, kind of get the way they act. And then after a while, then the, you know, then the next group of people come in. So you start to really, when you see that many people a day for three years consecutively, you really becomes a gift of learning how to deal with people in a sales, sales way, marketing way, uh, congenial way. And, you know, it just really, it's a, it's a, that was my kind of like lesson one-on-one in sales and how to deal with people. It was like, that was the gift that, and then I had a great mentor there too. He's a kind mentor, never want pressure. You know, the first salesperson I had in life, he was like the pressure type. He was, give me your money. I want the deposit. Yeah, numbers, numbers, and numbers. Just, and I just looked at him as just a bad, it was a bad precedent, bad way to do things. And the second guy I saw, he was like, didn't want anybody's money. Dealership just said, if you're not ready, please bring back your wife. I don't want any money from you. And I want to wait till you're 100% ready. And that's just was easy for me to accept and, and learn from him. So that's, it was a nod. So how did you go from cars to PR? I enjoyed politics. I was a political strategist when I was really young. I loved mm-hmm. the game of politics, running campaigns, running people for office, figuring out political. I went to school for political science. Then wow. I would go around and teach groups and go around different states and teach, run campaigns for Congress or local legislator. And that's what I really loved. And then I moved when I later on, I lived in the suburbs of New York and I moved to the city and I really didn't have a political vehicle there. So I got into the real estate business. And then eight years into that, it was nice. I had to make a good living, but it wasn't fulfilling wasn't it it wasn't a life my you know we all have a gift somehow we all have a vehicle we're supposed to be in and sometimes we're not in that vehicle at the right moment right somehow universe has to get us there we don't know how we're going to get there so it wasn't until I lost my brother my older brother and because I was still in the real estate business and then I jumped in and it was the first time right after it was a few weeks after that I visited my parents in Florida and because they, you know, we were, you know, still uh, mourning. And then they had us 15, probably 15 years ago. So they came and they had a sauna and steamer in their complex. So I went in there, I was relaxing it. And I said, well, when I get back to New York, I need a sauna or a steamer. My gym, I need the gym that I'm going to join next needs a sauna and steamer. So I went, I started walking around the neighborhood. The first place I walked in is called the Printing House Fitness and Squash Club. I walked in maybe 7.30 in the morning. I said, do you have a fit, uh, sauna and steamer? And I said, yes, but nobody's here to show you around. And then but the owner, par- owner walks in, he says, I, I could show you around. I'm the managing partner. I says, He's, and I said, great. He says, what do you do? I said, I do PR. 
and I didn't do PR. I didn't have one account, never did it in my life. Somehow that just came out of me. That just came out. Oh my God. I love it. And he said, Oh, I never had a PR company and I've always thought of having one. Can we meet sometime? I said, sure. And I looked back and I said, why did it give me the channel at that moment to say that, do that? I think it's because yeah. like I said, I think it's because when I visited my brother and he never had the fulfillment to do something that he was created for, that I think his spirit pushed me to do that at that moment. That's the only way I can think of why I did it at that moment at that time, because it was all about the sauna and steamer when I got back. Yeah, and it was an avenue. It was an avenue to get to, yeah. So that was my first client I ever had. This printing house fitness and squash club. So had you been thinking about doing PR? You said you had one person. I just almost, I understood it. I knew it. I was a political strategist and I was always okay. really loved the news. So from I that. Had a couple of friends that did it. And but I never worked for a company. I never had an account. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And I'm like, uh-oh. So what do I do now? Uh-oh. I better call. <laughs> like, okay, I just signed up for this. Website. <laughs> I better call a friend to write a tip sheet for me. I'm going to figure this out 101 here, like walking into the woods with not knowing how to hunt. Yeah. So did you, from that moment, when you got your first client, did you quit real estate cold turkey or did you keep doing it on the side? I kept doing it because based on the, I kept doing that for probably two year, year and a half. Okay. And then I came to the conclusion, I couldn't do both at the same time. It was just too difficult to strategically. I had to take a jump into one. And then when I first got to PR, it was really, it was so challenging, but yet fulfilling. So it was like, that was yeah. the one to choose. So yeah. it was a scary jump. Very scary. You, you know? did it. Yeah just not knowing different things and not knowing this and that just going for it but you know well and, and the really, amount you know, of trust that you have to have in yourself you know i was thinking that this morning there's some people and i was saying was one friend i grew up with we had a little group of friends one one guy went to harvard and yale and then it's like they just automatically have a network of incredible people it's easy right once you go to schools like that you're and then another one didn't really, him and I just didn't really do that in lies, my other friend, but we were the biggest entrepreneurs out of the group. And take another couple were just like, he's a school teacher, you know, it's just the basic path. And it takes a lot of, to do what we do. And the other guy is challenging and risk-taking and, and yet nerve-wracking at times being an entrepreneur, not knowing where your next check is, right? Yep. <laughs> Takes a special type of individual. I'm curious, just bringing your brother back into it. Like, do you did you feel continuously as you move forward, like that he was like by your side or had your back or any of that? Yeah, I figured. I thought he was. He was always happy that I figured it out. That he wasn't able to get there because mm -hmm. of other issues that he had, which yeah, you know, didn't allow him to get. This is kind of what he should have done. Also, it was almost the same thing. He's a brilliant oh, okay. writer. He was editor of the newspaper. He was, you know, he was gay way, way, way long time ago when it wasn't right. as hip, when it wasn't as hip as it is now. You know, so it was really yeah. he was kind of like abused back then when he was a child for that. So, but he was very, very talented. Mm -hmm. 
So mm. when I did take the leap and looked up, he was very happy that we did this, right? He was very supportive, happy. Yeah. See it. Right. I don't know when the moments you do see it, but it could be, you know, certain times all of a sudden you just feel it, right? It comes to you and you feel him speaking to you or you look up and somehow it's there. The souls are visiting yeah. for a moment in time. It just well, and he wasn't able to own his truth, it sounds like, fully, right? Which, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, <laughs> that's a struggle for I, many, I, I regardless of. a wonderful friend. I'm brokenhearted today. He was 52. Yeah. And just got to a call last night. He passed away. But this guy was larger than life. He would teach. He was gave up all. He was construction, owned a big company, but he gave up his time teaching uh, women wrestling. He started a whole program so women can have a wrestling program in, in, in high school here in New York City. And that's what he yeah, that's what he cared about doing every day after school. Not going out, not drinking. That's what he do having after his work. Well, yeah. This is the guy you just found out he passed yesterday? Passed yesterday, yeah. Dear friend. He's a client of ours and a good friend from high yeah. school from way back, way back, high school. Wow. Yeah. And well, it sounds like he's definitely made an impact and and has left some some legacy. So that's beautiful. Yeah, and then like I just texted his girlfriend or wife or whatever, and then we just wanted to get her obituary because I want to, you know, the other things we could be helpful when you want to give back. If you write the obituary, now I want to look for the papers we can get him into place and showcase his life. It's important to put it in like the big newspapers, local newspapers where he came from. Mm -hmm. real estate publications because he's in that business but get that placed right away so people could see what life he lived who he helped what he gave back wow that's interesting i had never thought of like pr and an obituary (laughs) going (laughs) together that's different how would you say your childhood has shaped who you are today and what you've accomplished uh, I would say my childhood was my dad, probably for my, for my parents, my dad is the kindest soul. Never would never, you'd never hear a curse out of his mouth ever in life or, and he was the sweetest person you ever walked in. So somehow, you know, you don't notice when you're young and you're growing up, but then I realized later in life, why this is my kindness come shine so much. Why don't I don't have a say ever, you know, a bad word or a curse ever? And I don't like people doing it. And I got that from my father the respect, the kindness, the warmth, you know, the humor from them. So, yeah. And the work ethic, too, was always just pounded work into the brain, pounded work into the brain. So, just there isn't like, oh, let's just relax today. There's never a moment with thoughts of relaxing. It's just, Work. Wait. So, so did this ch- does this show you to relax, or this show you to continue working hard? <laughs> continue working hard. Yeah. Okay. You gotta make some time to relax. I, I work. My work kind of is relaxing at the same time. Okay, because you love it. But isn't that a gift when you find something that you find both right. you love your work and relaxing? Before COVID, we had so many clients booming. Oh, and, yeah. and I was in Shanghai every other year, Shanghai, Germany, Jamaica, 
you name it, I was traveling. Different client here, different client, this country, that country. So when you're popping in different countries and you're having a, and you're having a dinner with the clients and food, you know, it's, it's, it's work, but it's still, you know, engaging learning at the same time. So has the business slowed down since COVID? It boomed at the beginning of COVID. The markets are tanking. Markets aren't doing well. And what is, well, the markets aren't doing well. Well, the markets aren't doing well. You know, we had a lot of public companies, right? Even this small public company, but they're not spending because the markets aren't doing well. When a market doesn't yeah, do well. There's a lot of fear right now. And a company was just worth, their market cap was worth 500. Next thing you know, they're worth 200 million. They're nervous as hell. They're all losing money because the market tank. They don't want to spend on PR, right? People think PR, you know, is a luxury. We need next, same, you know, other people too. Other I'd companies. say PR is an investment in yourself. And investment in the future. Yeah. So we're always pretty busy, but last few months has been a little slow because I think of the economies tanking in all sorts of different sectors. I'm deleting it. I'm deleting it. There's just so much fear. So my belief is there's so much fear and it's pushing more fear. And that's going to just push the markets down or push whatever down the housing, everything, because people are going to be, people are being consumed by that in the media, you know, and what we focus on expands. So if we're focusing on the fear, then that's, what's going to expand. And I'd say that it also comes from the top down, just as like a business owner, if you're in fear, then it probably like pushes out to the employees and they're feeling it. It's all energy. It's like, you ever walk into a room? Well, you, I don't do it anymore because I don't allow myself to be surrounded by that kind of energy. But you, you ever have the friend in life that you pick up the phone, you call them up and they're always venting. And it's like, oh, yes. and it's like, oh my God, this is just draining. And like, like, when you, like let me hold the phone over here. Right, just get it out. And you get your business going and you're busy. You're like, I can't, this energy, I can't deal with. Yeah, I can't do oh, it. Yeah, you feel it. You feel it. So you're like, you just can't surround yourself with that negativity. Or yep, the other person that's just negative, negative, negative. It's like, I can't listen to this. So Some people, like I have a couple that are like close friends. And so, and they know what I'm all about. So I'll literally say, okay, like you have two minutes. If you want to vent, you have two minutes, just do it. Because obviously I'm used to taking people's stuff when I'm working with them as clients and funneling it through. But like some friends, like a couple of weeks ago, it was just coming at me like, like, like a machine gun almost. And I'm like, oh my God, oh. I can't even focus or think straight right now. It's coming so hard. So do you, what do you do with, do you just shut them aside? What do you do about that? I try to listen a little bit and then, but I got to go. I'm really busy. I had another call coming up. Got it. I don't cut them off. You know, I find myself, I don't want to find myself going into the weeds of that. You know, sometimes you do by accident because someone's a close friend of yours or someone, you know, for a long time or someone you feel bad and you start doing it and you're like, why am I doing this? Stop. You know, I learned there's a fine line between like being there for them versus. Yeah. And then you get off and you're like, this didn't accomplish anything. Did it help the world to do anything better? Did you put any positive energy? I did nothing. Just venting about something, right? You know, just so many times that, and this business, I had to go through a lot of trial and tribulations. It's up, it's down. It's a very difficult business. 
what you learn, you know, you can't really venting and crying over it and walking around and pouting was not going to do. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do in the in the down times or when it feels like super stressful, scary? You just keep going and you know, breathe, relax, calm down, and you know, do look you it over. Have any like mental practice that you? You know, sometimes if it's such a either a I sometimes ignore it or think it through. I never really the best don't ever just react to somebody's quick email whether it's a client canning, canning you or saying something because you're always your natural reading of it right back at you is worse than it's going to be if you wait a little while wait a little while take your time whether it's it's not my time it's whoever's who was ever reading it but don't react right away and that 30 minutes later hour later that email is going to be a lot better than the, what you just looked at at the moment you say, wait, yeah, you don't really the energy mean, settle. He, right. He or she didn't mean that. Oh, I see. Now I see what you really meant. Okay. Let me answer it this way. Mm-hmm. I did it yesterday. Somebody was the first email was, we can't, we can't, we can't afford this budget right now. You know, it's a bad time. We need investors. Blah, blah, blah. And I was about to shoot back at them. No, you can't ever get rid of PR. It doesn't work that way. I just waited a little bit, calm down. I said, you know what? Why don't listen? In life, you cannot cut off PR. One good hit, a few hits. You know, we're going to book you in this, and I got already booked in this. You can turn it over overnight. Let's reduce the fee. Let's make it in the middle. And we ended up making a deal in the middle somewhere. And I didn't lose a client, but we made a deal. I didn't lose the client. We made it somewhere in the middle. So yeah, that's all because I answered it the right way. If I didn't answer it correctly, it would just went, all right, we're done. They'll come talk to me in four months. And they usually when they say I'll get back to you in three months and right, they won't get back to you usually. So try to always keep a client, whatever you have to do. But you also know that you're serving them in their right. best interest. That's behind it. And love. Don't take anybody's money, fees if we're not if we're not winning. It just doesn't yeah, if you don't they, feel they'll it. Win, it doesn't, it's not successful, but we will, I won't do that unless we're winning. And my, what me in Marfield winning is getting placements, getting hits, getting interviews. Making it happen. I'm, cu- I'm curious, I was saying earlier about a success fee. Do you do success fees? I mean, one of our clients we do because he was he's an older gentleman. He's been in PR a long, long time. He didn't have good success with his other ones. So we do a small fee, and then if we get him, you know, TV hits, TV interviews, then he gives us different success on those fees. Bonus, we, uh, bonus out. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how we came to an agreement with him. So it worked out with him. I mean, I so, would think that'd be extra profitable that way. Communications, PR, what we're doing. You know, I do a lot of other things. We own a magazine, which is Impact Wealth. We specialize in family offices, investment, financing. So we ended up being a publishing arm. You see, here's a copy of one of our magazines. It's one of our issues. It's pretty. Yeah. yeah. Quarterly issue. So one of the things about communications and PR, we live in the news business. We live in the news cycle. So we're getting Bethany on to talk about, you know, 
political campaigns, performance, and how did they do in the last debate? Because you could be a coach, something, a performance coach, and you'll, okay. you'll get to study. What's happening right now in the news cycle is campaigns, right? Everybody's running for office, big center races, and they need someone to look at their, the way they're moving, the way their body language is, the way they came across. Mm. And, and we book somebody, you on a segment to go on TV the next day, but something big breaks out, something, a bombing happens somewhere, a shooting, you're going to get bumped, you're going to get canceled because the precedent right. news is more important than bringing you on to talk about the body language, all that. So kind of like we did our job, we booked them, but it's not our fault that they canceled you. So it's kind of why because that's there's a hurricane. Example. There's a hurricane happening. Right. So hurricane happening. So sorry, we can't push on. <laughs> and yeah. if, it's, if it was a performance business, we wouldn't get paid, right? Because we didn't, you never did the interview, but we did our work. Mm, yeah. I got it. Yeah. That makes sense. So where is your magazine? Our magazine, we, we send it to family offices, big investment family. Oh, offices. you send it to them. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. It's online all the time, impactwealth.org. People can subscribe to for to get our uh, you know issues, or they can just read us online all the time. And then we put them, we put them in like private aviation lounges and scurry them around the Hamptons, different areas, some parts of New York City, some parts of how did you come up with the idea to do that? I'm curious. I had a few other partners. We were discussing it for a couple of years, my PR partner my colleague who had was editor-in-chief of another magazine and then another colleague female actually all my partners are females and another female <laughs> partner who's in the family office space in the investment space she runs a family office one of the richest guys from panama and we all came with the idea there's not really a magazine niche in this field of family offices family office for your audiences you know the Purdue family, the Bitcoin family, the Bush family, the Kennedy family. Usually when somebody's uber, uber wealthy, they yeah. set up a family office because there's all sorts of you know, investment strategies they want to do, tax break strategies they want to do, you know, and then there's all sorts of family office conferences where people come and they present the latest, newest technology, the latest, newest. Oh yeah, investment. that's super niche. So that's the niche because we already, we already had a, partnering up in the family office space a little bit more and it's been during we started it right before COVID so we didn't really do anything during that period but it's been a success for two years now nice I'll have to invite you to our uh, Miami event we're going to do during our Basel if you do I don't, oh, know, yeah. I don't know if you'll come down for that it's a fabulous week of extravaganza events and I did, I did talk to one friend about going, well, that sounds like a blast. So that's another, I guess, opportunity of PR as you get into all the events, right? I, yeah, the event thing is something I've cherished for 15 years, not being, uh, you know, being a bachelor in New York, let's say, not having yeah. a family. So it's something that, you know, keeps me busy. I'm a, I'm a very active social person. So I like to, uh, let's say, be in the action. And I always say, like, the law of attraction won't work by just sitting in a desk and not showing up. So people say, how do you go to five events in one night or well, four events? I said, well, 
can't, it's not, World Trade is not going to work unless you show up. That's the first thing. So you have to show up. And last night I went to an event at the Explorers Club, it was for the Polish government. Then it was a friend, Madison's book launch, or she's a comedian. Then I went to a charity event, Chelsea Piers. Then I went to the NED, which is a private club, private new, you know, the hip thing now in New York is all these private clubs lately. It's popping up everywhere. People pay a membership, then you get privileges to go in, out, and they have all these extra things. And that was the last stop. So four, four stops last night, tonight's a few more. But you cannot grow your business or manifest new business or manifest new friendships or acquaintances or colleagues. Or Look love. at us. Love. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I said, that's why I moved constantly going, going, going. So you enjoy that. When you go to a place, you walk in and you feel the energy's bad. I don't know anybody here. This is not my crop of tea or this looks bad. Just give it time. Give it 15, 20 minutes. Don't just walk in and leave. Okay. Tell us what you do. You just relax. Especially for all the people that are afraid of those situations. Don't ever be afraid. Walk in. And if you think, oh, this is not my cup of tea or this is a terrible crowd, but give it time. Relax. You'll never know who you'll sit and meet in one corner by the food or by the bar or just at a moment. So I'm not saying give it time, sit there for two hours and it feels terrible, but it feels off bad at the beginning, but give it a little time. The universal workout, you'll, and you'll wait, wait. Thank God I waited 15 minutes. One time during the hand, summer, this girl, a friend of mine, she invited me to a fashion event. I said, damn, this is an hour away because the Hamptons is big. You could be from Hampton Bays. You could be to Montauk. This thing's an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes. This is, but you know, it's, I had my day filled. It was about seven events that one day. This was the first stop. My dad was with me. I said, you better not come. I got too many stops these days. You just stay at, stay at the cottage, relax. I went out there. I thought I was going to, because she invited me to a fashion event. I thought I was going to a little fashion boutique. I pull up these, these massive gates. I couldn't get, I said, I call, I, and the cell didn't work. So I pulled out and I said, I said, Christine, where am I going? Where is this? Oh, go back to the gate and press five to this and buzz, so I buzz in. It's the magnificent estate. Garages everywhere, three houses combined on the water. And it was in, the, this was in Hampton Bay. So in my quag, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know how like this existed. So the guy comes walking out. And I know this guy for like a decade. I said, Ed, Mar Ed, what are you doing here? He says, what are you doing here? He says, this is my house. I says, oh, I thought I'm going to a little fashion soiree. He says, no, come on in. It's him back here. I come back here and she's there. The girl that invited me. She showed me around. There's a pop-up, little fashion pop-up art happening to the left. So it was nice. The food was nice. I'm sitting to the, to the uh, food over there. And then... I'm going to leave it. Ed says, Adam, come on over. Did you meet the congressman yet? I said, there's a congressman here? He says, yeah, I'm doing a fundraiser. I said, I thought I'm here for a fashion. And I meet the congressman and we hit it off in two seconds, the congressman. And I said, listen, I'm going to this other political event now to meet so-and-so and so-and-so. And he says, really? I said, yeah. I said, why don't you follow him? He said, all right. So congressman and his wife get in the car back of me and they follow me a half hour east to go to the next event. And this was a, it was a storm about happening that night in the Hamptons too. So I had to leave early, but he followed me to the next one. I ended up getting his nod to the congressman and we worked together a little bit. 
So the point is, if I never went to that event, I had no idea where I was going. I was going to a little fashion store or something. I went there. I didn't even know my friend Ed owned the house, and he introduced me to Congressman. That's a little example. If I do, and when I first walked in, I'm like, this is kind of boring. I don't want, you know, this is not me, but I just came. If yeah. I didn't hang out a little bit, I wouldn't have met the congressman and worked with him. Okay, so I, I want to dissect it for a second because I'm all about doing that. So that we bring the points clear. So to me, what's happening is you know that something magical is going to happen or, or some whatever language you use. Obviously, I use magical. So you trust that and you hang out and you're like, something's going to happen. I know it. And then because of that knowing inside and that trust, it does. Right. You can't go in there and be pouting and say, oh, I came here. How come it's not working? Right. I'm not feeling so, it today. It's not going to mm. work to do that. But right. you don't be a robot. You go in with the understanding that if you don't feel it right away, just pause for a little while. Stay positive. And something magical will happen. Not every time. Yeah. But something will happen. Now it's saying always you could go to the event and you gave it a half hour and nothing great happened. So you do, but you tried. But usually yeah. if you, something good will happen. And it could be one little story that you met and you say, you know, I only met three people. But that third person you met in one month, they'll call you up and say, hey, I met you so-and-so. I got somebody I want to introduce you to that could be a good match for you. Wow, I did. Thank God I went to that event. Yeah. And more often than not, I would say something good happens than like if I didn't, nothing. If I didn't drive one hour just to stop by because my friend, she invited me to this and I didn't know, I didn't think it would be anything great. I wouldn't have came into Ed's house. And if I didn't hang around there longer than I really wanted to but felt that, all of a sudden he called me over and I had no idea he's like doing a fundraiser at the congressman at the same time in a little section. And me and the congressman hit it off, drove away, went to, I took him to the next, I took him to the next two parties in a row in the Hamptons. And he's like, wow, yeah, you're really, so how do you know all this? <laughs> I know, I knew it. You're so, yeah. you're super connected. You do have a vibe. Like I run the show too. Oh, a little bit of confidence vibe. That's another thing. You have to walk. You have to walk. <laughs> means okay okay so when you're in the room like do you have do you have like a i don't know if you want to give away any other secrets but like a thing like an acknowledgement or an opening like an intro for connecting with people you know i'm just i'm always the the wing it kind of person mm. there's no because everybody has their own personality or is it your dog oh my dog made it easy with 15 with 20 women that, that was pretty easy <laughs> He just carries his dog around. He's like, I know this dog's know. a magnet. So there's one little place that you could take the dog because he, he Sunset Beach is it because it's got the stairs. He walks around the back. He likes it. There's other dogs there. This is the one place I usually go that I like to bring Sammy. Okay. And people say, oh, you do it on purpose just so people can talk to you when we talk to you. But yeah, <laughs> I don't have, you know, I'm doing this so long and meet thousands of people what other people have you know, an issue or, you know, uh, let's say a little bit nervous of, I don't have any nerves of going up to anybody, but the one thing, if you do go into a room and you see someone that you might make you starstruck, let's say you're in a special environment in LA or New York or Miami or Nashville and you see a country singer or you see a 
movie star, you see an athlete, you're like, whoa, a fan. Yeah. Try to knock that down three levels somehow, even if deep down he is. <laughs> yeah. Think of something, you're gonna have to quickly Google something that's obscure about them. Because everybody's gonna go, oh man, I saw you in this, or I saw you in that, or I can I get a picture? Do something different that's not gonna automatically get you in the fan mode, right? You don't want to you don't want to be jump into the fan mode automatically because that just kills you. You're not gonna you're not gonna have a relationship with that person. So talk to them about something obscure, something that's quirky, something that you kind of know who they are. You kind of know who they are. But don't make it yeah. that you know who they are. You know, yeah. hmm. I'm just thinking like you know. Let me see when I met Kelsey Grandma. What did I say to Kelsey? I became his friend at a theater production. It was a big his after after party for uh, one of his shows, and I just came up to him and just started chatting with him about you know. Uh, something in the streets of New York or the, the muggings or something bad that was happening, you know, something different about, not specifically about him. Yeah. Right, right. It was obscurity of issues that were happening. So just get his vibe back and you just chat that way, you know, right. something, well, that's, something, like that's that. not, something that's not like, oh, why is this person asking about me again or want a photo, you know? <laughs> not another one. Yeah, yeah, I know, because then they'll be like, you're not going to, you know, and as more examples, but that's kind of like, you have to do it your own style, but don't get well, into like, fan mode. Don't get into the mode where you want to like, can I take a photo mode? Right. Yeah. Well, like Cuba, Cuba was there when we were at the Sunset Beach. Yeah, I'm tight with Cuba too, very tight with him. Well, I used to see him all the time at the bar across the street from my home, like all the time. And so I was going to be like, doesn't it suck that that closed down? And then I'm like, eh, I don't really need to talk to him. <laughs> but he yeah, was I'm like right be, there. So That's it like felt say. like he felt like a friend because like I've seen him so many times Which in bar? my neighborhood. The Where? Brentwood Lounge. Brentwood? Yeah. Oh. Brentwood Lounge. It like shut down, I don't know, like two years ago. We used oh. to go like every Wednesday or Thursday with a friend. He lived there for a bit. Well, I'm assuming he was there. Probably. Like, oh, every time I was there, he was there. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's really tiny. Like, I swear, it doesn't hold more than like 20, 30 people. Wow. And I, and I, like you said, I carry a certain way about my confidence or my chatting with someone or the way I mm -hmm. talk to someone. I don't really ever give the uh, aura of star or starstruck or googly eyed i don't ever give that appearance so i have no problem yeah and whether it's an a-lister a u.s senator celebrity <laughs> asking for their contact number for some reason to get together or contact for business i don't really have mm. there's never a, a wall of uncertainty that will stop just me do it like they're a regular person do i do yeah. it like every, like everybody's the same everybody's a regular person i do it yeah that's awesome Okay, so what would you say, this is how I like to close it out, what would you say your three keys are or the tools in your tool, tool belt for quantum leaping? Just, you know, always, you know, 
try to stay above the fray, be positive, you know, take a leap, you know, when you think things are down, you know, don't stay there down, get up, whatever you're going to do, get up, you hit down, you feel negative, just rise up, you know, just keep battling. Yeah. Thing is, you know, work hard, right? Just keep focused, you know, do your best every day, you know, give, another thing is I like to do is you give back, you know, why give back? You say you give back and it'll come back to you, but it makes you feel good that you gave somebody that's, you know, two things, you're giving back to somebody that needs it, you don't, you know, and there's always somebody else that's in a worse spot, spot than you when you feel yeah. down, so give back constantly. And one more. Uh, work out constantly. You know, is that one? Work out? Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it's good for your, what is it? Your hormone. Good for my hormones, your dolphins. What is it? The, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Endorphins. Endorphins makes you feel good. It makes you in shape. Mm -hmm. You know, if blood's flowing, puts a smile on your face. So constantly yeah. exercise because exercise is very important for your body and your mind. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, it's just my body. What's it going to do? No, it really helps your mind. It's endorphins. Somehow you're in a little pouty way in the morning and it's cold. Get in there and work out. Somehow that'll quickly turn you. Well, and it also movement, like movement can be meditation. I tell people that. I'm like, movement's meditation. You exactly. can get the similar benefit. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you. I appreciate it. And looking forward to getting all these beautiful messages, especially about showing up when you don't really want to, or when you're, you know, uncomfortable. I think right. that there's some powerful messages for everyone. So yeah, thank you for blessing us with your time. Thank you, Beth. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe and let me know by leaving a review on iTunes. It fuels me to keep bringing you more guests. And if you aren't already following me on social media, check out at Bethany London and visit BethanyLondon.com for online programs and free healing opportunities or our corporate healing platform, LondonHeights.co. Don't hesitate to tag me and our guests with your favorite quotes for a reshare. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, wishing you that quantum leap. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.
Electricast.